As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very you might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about a discussion of Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Ruffett. How are we doing in the new year, Chris? Well, Jesse, I couldn't be more excited. Got my pass for Adepticon. I only got into the kind of the League event, so I'm not going to be in the timeline or the main tournament, which is unfortunate, but I will be there. I will be able to watch. I'll be able to play, pick up games with purpose with anybody and i'm pretty freaking excited man i'm i can't wait to hang out be there for all the announcements and big stuff and we'll see we'll just see how it goes absolutely i got my stuff too and i'm trying to lock down exactly what mcp i'm going to be able to do and what shatterpoint i'm going to be able to do but regardless we're there chris right we're there yep. and we're going to figure out the travel now we're going to start saving Shout out to all you patrons that are jumping on or have stayed with us because you guys are actively going to help us get there or maybe pay for part of our travel, like gas or something, which is great. But we're going to make it happen. We're going to find a way to make it happen. And this is our first Depticon, so it's a big year for us. And obviously in the show, too, we're going to cover it all like post-Depticon in great oh, yeah. detail, right? Like about our different days and different things. But yeah, I think in a way, Chris, like I think maybe just doing the league is like the best way for both games that's kind of the conclusion i've come to i in the sense of like if you want to enjoy the con in a more relaxed way right so that is kind of my idea here is there are other events i'm going to be able to go to to scratch my competitive itch yeah i don't think adepticon is the right one to be trying to wear content creator hat and mcp player hat for me personally i know some people can do it and I'm in awe of you, but the multitasking, the, the switching hats, does I do not do very well at that. I have to go in knowing what my role is and what I'm focused on. So that is what really keeps me from getting too anxious about everything. So I get that. Yeah, no, I had to make I am, similar decisions this year for sure. Oh yeah, well you you're content creating and playing too, so that's yeah. that's tough, man. But things will be cut. I did want to do the timeline event pretty pretty stinking bad and i might bring a couple timeline legal squads just so i can play some time maybe help some folks get get some practice games in things like that but yeah it should be fun yeah because they have the challenger event and the timeline event both and we hadn't talked about this on the main feed yet and we're going to talk more about it on after dark in particular i feel very similar chris where especially for furious finest i want to be Last year, which we're going to cover today, was my biggest competitive individual player year yet, or team yeah. slash individual player year. And I think this year, in particular for MCP, I want to do more of that content creation, hanging out, 
meeting everybody, which I already do as an individual player, but I'm just going to reduce my stress. And I'd probably just do less super competitive events this year and try to do more cons. And Mm -hmm. whether I can play the competitive events at the cons or go to the con or both, time will tell and all that. But I think with the goal in mind of more cons to cover the game, everything else will fall after that. We can figure out the logistics. Yeah. As long as we're there having fun, it's going to be a great time. Absolutely. So we'll cover more of that very soon on this feed and, of course, the After Dark a lot because we're going to be prepping there on that. But that all ties in with our conversation today, Chris, which is our year-end review. We do it every year. It's our 2023 review of Marvel Christ Protocol and Fury's Finest, what we did over the last year. It's always fun because we get to really look back and see what we did, see what we, we created, but also we get to see what the community did and what great of a year we had for the game. Every year is different. Every year's got all sorts of things going on. And this year was no different for MCP. And we hope you'll enjoy us as we go on this journey. And we always do it typically in the middle of January like this. So we have the full year. We have everything together and we can just dive right in. And I'm excited to do it today. It's going to be a good time. I always love going and revisiting the reveals and kind of the releases and thinking about how that model has changed the game and impacted the game. It's a really fun exercise, I think to go over games like this, especially in January when it feels nice and fresh, everything feels good. But before we do that, we've got to thank some folks. Fury's Finest is supported by Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all of your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. And while you're there, please use the discount code FURY5 for 5% off your purchase already discounted rates. Pretty insane. Mr. Laser's nuts, dude. But that also lets him know that we sent you. It's good for us. It's good for him. It's good for you. There's no reason not to. Fury 5. Absolutely. If you're going to LVO this year, too, definitely stop by Mr. Laser's booth in the vendor hall at LVO. Give him some love there. Buy some trays. Let him know we sent you. Of course, Fury's Finest is also supported by iWarGame. Go to iWarGame.net to get all of your Marvel Christ Protocol marked mats. Use the code FF podcast to get 10% off the best marked MCP mats in the business. And every week we need to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Thank you so much for supporting Fury's Finest, everyone. And you can become a Fury's Finest patron at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting, joining our fantastic Discord community. You'll have access to our Secret Wars League. You'll be able to vote in the gallery with no name and just participate in all of our fun discussions, especially, I mean, we're talking Adepticon. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get, rev- you know, I've been saying it. I need that card. Rev- I need that card spoilers channel to be popping again. I miss it so much. And I think my day is about to come. It's about to be there. Absolutely. I can't so, wait, man. Yeah. And of course, th- as Chris mentioned, perfect time to jump on the Patreon because our next league is about to start if you're interested in the TTS leagues at all. So definitely get on the ground for that. We're about to close out this next painting gallery and start another one. And yeah, lots of fun stuff coming for, I assume, AMG and the Marvel Universe this year. And you got to be in there to talk about that. So definitely check it out. And we have to thank our patron of the week this week, Kevin C. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. And as always, we have to thank our Avenger level producers. These are the fellows that really keep it going. Rich and Sean, thank you so much, guys. Thank you guys so much. And it means a lot, those of you that are still with us on the Patreon, because we got a lot of stuff we want to do this year, and it's not going to be possible without the Patreon. So 
we're going to keep putting in there and keep even doing more after dark this year and stuff to make that hopefully that happen and get more fun stuff this year and meet more meet and greets with you guys but chris we got to jump right into our main topic today which is our 2023 year in review starting with putting ourselves back in the shoes at the very tail end of december Mm, of last year let's take a trip let's take a trip we closed out the year with miss marvel a standalone episode which is great because i always love doing these little well connective tissue we were tying our avengers stuff into inhumans we were wet we were wet blending yep absolutely blending well said (laughs) so miss marvel kind of ended 2022 and then we did our retrospective of 2022 right after that so the beginning of this year was very involved here on us for us on the show we finally got to do inhumans that was very fun black belt medusa back to back i always forget how cool of a character medusa can be and that episode was really great because in the lead up to it i was reminded how awesome of a character she actually is she's nuts and her she's cool her lore is cool too black belt also episode that people seem to like a lot and give us good feedback on and i think these are the type of episodes why our show exists chris you characters mean, that people know their name but maybe don't know their story at all oh you mean the name black agar boltagon i've heard some folks in the community bagging on his name and i'm just gonna say i'm not gonna stand for it there it is well quickly following that putting myself back in the shoes of where i was the end of january last year i went to lvo because i qualified at lone star open the previous year by taking the win there and wow i had an amazing run we did a tournament report of it got some great hangs with omnis helped him out a little bit with some of the tournament stuff my wife came along she got to help out with some of the tournament stuff quality hangs with dr d i mean the list goes on and on yeah amon was there we re-met up again and i had a positive run at lvo i mean six rounds i went four and two and my two losses were really close and That's all I could have asked for. And I had a great time that starting off the year with a premier competitive event like that. And what's crazy is right before the event happened, Rhino had come out and shout out to Dylan again. Dylan had quickly painted him for me. So he was legal for LVO because he was in my list because I essentially was running X-Men with Rhino and Red Skull Splash. I remember uh, that list. Yeah, it wasn't X-Men Red. It was X-Men Gold, but could be an imitation of x-men red if it had to you know it was good it was skirting the line but yeah yeah i probably should just take an x-men red all in retrospect i i think i knew it so well at that point in time and some people didn't know it you know what i mean and um yeah but I, i was proud of my play and i had a great time and you can't beat six rounds of the highest level competitive gaming in north america right for the year pretty cool yeah get your money's worth but Speaking of LVO, the next episode we did was an interview I did with Vincent Kirkhoff of Alfredo's Taco Truck fame, and he was the Las Vegas Open 2023 champion with Shield. We talked about his tournament report, and we talked about how Shield looked and how Shield was going to look in the coming year. Myself and him played a lot of Shield, and we highly recommend that episode if you want to hear about how the champion took the whole tournament and you want to learn more about Shield. That's episode 136 our interview with Vince should probably revisit shield with a new Tony sometime. Absolutely. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta I'm excited. Tony I'm excited for that. That's an affiliation I would like to play, but it's probably one I won't be able to just knowing how time works, but 
So yeah. you playing it, I get to play against it and I get to play a little vicariously through you and talk to you about it and ask you about it and pick your brain. So yeah, it's, I'm excited for you to play it. I like that. No, absolutely. So shortly after that, we just immediately did our first painting gallery of the year. It was our season three, which was great. And you know, the painting galleries continue throughout the year <laughs> and we see trends through some of them, some consistent people that place in gold, silver, bronze, but also additionally, what's cool about this, Chris, is the, the painting gallery. We, you know, we were only three in at this point and we've done so many more since, and you can absolutely see the evolution of our participants, right? It's insanity. It's been pretty fun to watch some people get better at painting through each you know, what do we do? Three, three or four of those a year. It's really neat. And we have some incredible painters in our, in our listening community. It's very cool. And man, we were so busy at the beginning of the year. I recorded an episode with Patrick who runs our TTS league. And we talked about the end of the secret wars league, all the people who placed and additionally what the next league was looking like, which was fantastic. And we, we set up the next year's worth of leagues, right? And which was a whole nother thing. And I always love having Patrick on. He's one of the greatest guys ever. Patrick rules. We could not do what we do on the Discord without him because he, the league is his domain. I am just the league assistant, right? Like that is his thing. And I'm the secondary TO. And it's like perfectly run with grace and, and professionalism. And he's also just a great TO. Make that decision, continue to the next round, right? And we can't do it without him. So yeah, if you want to hear directly what our leagues are more like, definitely check out episode 138 with a summary of our TTS league. But shortly after, Chris, we got back to Inhumans, right? We certainly did. Crystal, that was an interesting episode. She's an interesting character. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Lockjaw, he's the best boy. I don't know what else to say. What we did next, though, <laughs> I think is 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 a little. This is just February we're in right now, by the way. We had a we had a very busy year, and I'm thinking back to it too. And I I'm remember editing about, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I also am remembering my job situations through those time, and just it yeah. was all oh god, it's so brutal. Yeah, just think about it. Like February is the shortest month of the year, and we pumped out six episodes in that month because I did these basically additional interviews on top of our regular episodes right That's so we, ridiculous so the shortest month of the year we dropped the most episodes because we also did after darks in these months yeah we were heavy on those at this point and i am so excited to get heavy on those again i love after dark it's absolutely great so yeah crystal and lockjaw i mean essential parts of the inhumans i love good. lockjaw they're yeah. both very they're both very good at what they do crystal you need less but when you need her she's excellent and lockjaw of course is very just one of the ubiquitous support pieces in the game. One of the better support pieces we have in the game. So yeah, of course he's the best boy. We all love him. They're both role players, right? Absolutely. And Crystal sculpt is awesome. Yeah. The whole inhumans thing was really fun for us to like do them. They were one of the only models left from the early part of the game. We had not done our show in our format yet. It felt essential to get them done. And it's, it, we've, we've been eyeing it for a long time. We'd, we'd wanted to get to them for forever, but it just, there were just more important things for us yeah. to get to, unfortunately. But Who we did. Known? This was the year that humans got buffed. We, we I know. Well. It worked out really good. And it was the right time because we got inundated with, with news pretty quick after that. So we, we picked the right time to really get them out. But that, of course, we mm -hmm. focused a little bit 
on you building your hellfire club here. But of course I wasn't on these episodes. This was you and Omnis, which was very cool. Yeah. It was our first pass at hellfire. Obviously I think there's a lot of core concepts there, but I think the hellfire evolved over time. This was kind of Omnis's build and we went that direction, which was more the enabling turn one plays hellfire. And eventually mine turned into just consistent defensive hellfire, right? So there's differences for instance, in this early Hellfire, it's like you could do stuff like use the ninjas to throw a hammer to Ulik, then you can trigger the the Hellfire leadership. Now Ulik has three power. He can troll hop to the midline. You know, things like that. It's a lot of like and Amis actually had a lot of success with Lockjaw in this build for similar purposes. For sure. You, you can do stuff like that. But he just enables so many shenanigans. Absolutely. But my Hellfire was great. This was back in March, Chris, and I've mainlined hellfire all year right Mm -hmm. and so i think i did learn a lot from this point onward and you can see throughout the year where i land on them and the direction i go with them going forward but yeah two-part episode these are always fun like over an hour each so i mean it's it's a deep dive of hellfire right at the beginning of the year and we're still in march chris we're still in march well we got to hit a pretty cool character here in march we got sam wilson the sam i love sam wilson He's amazing in MCP. He's a very, very cool character in the comics. Great sculpt in MCP. Great kit. You know, I got to use him a lot this year when I was running right. A-Force with a little... I did a Sam Wilson splash to do a, an Avengers pivot on certain crisis combinations. I really enjoyed it. He's a fantastic model, as everyone knows. I don't have much more to say about him. He's just great. I kind of want to play him in almost every... Like, I almost always slot him in a list. Mm -hmm. He gets cut, you know, 11th or 12th model a lot of the times, but I'm always trying to play him. Yeah, he's a phenomenal piece. He can fit anywhere, right? In humans, I think he's an essential piece in that list for various reasons. And so, yeah, this is the beginning of our new series of the year after Inhumans, which is where we were doing a lot of the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. members, which had come out later since we last did Avengers and or S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And that continued because we did War Machine. We finally did Rhodey. He'd been on the back burner for a while too because his box kind of got isolated by itself. It wasn't with any other Avengers stuff. It was just Rhodey and Sam. And so we finally got to do Rhodey and Sam, which was phenomenal because, I mean, they are really important characters in the Marvel canon, especially now in the MCU. I mean, they're like two of the guys. That's very true. I didn't even finish Secret War, but I know Rhodey's in it. I Don't tell mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me. <laughs> no, we'll I'll tell fig- you. I'll figure it out through context clues when, whenever I watch... Whenever something I want to watch comes out in the MCU. Yeah, absolutely. So continuing in March, we did a tournament report of a tournament in our local town, Tulsa. March tournament report. So we got to see where the game was early in the year, where our local meta was. So I don't remember this tournament super well, Jesse, but what I do remember about it was I started to get pretty frustrated with with playing a... Uh, exclusively playing a, a dice dependent team. This is when okay my my frustrations with X Force really kind of started to show. And I've since learned I just needed this. I just needed to switch it up because I've played X Force recently and had a blast with it. So I, this is when when I was finally starting to understand that I needed to really start pivoting on the teams I play in our you know, in our round robin dojo nights. And I remember and when everything. you played at this tournament, actually, and it wasn't X-Force, but it was, was very it dice not? dependent. 
what was it? It was Guardians. It was when you were in the oh, Guardians. Oh, I was trying the, the Guardians. Year. Yeah, I was doing Guardians. And then I switched back to X-Force. Yeah. So I, this tournament was a seven-person tournament. I ended up taking the win at this tournament with, this was my first time playing bad guys. I played the all bad guy list, which was Hydra Brotherhood Hybrid was what I played. Yeah, we had a Malekith player there. We had some Spider-Foes players. We had a Brotherhood player. We had a Criminal player because Josh was on Criminals. The That's right. And then Chris was on Guardians. So three-rounder tournament. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good content here. A lot of good of discussion. Course, of course, I played Guardians before they got Cosmic Ghost Rider. That's true. Yeah. Of course. But after they were both. I would do that. No, they <laughs> were good. That. They yeah. were good. The leadership was in a really good spot at this time. I had, I had a lot of fun with them. I think Groot is better than people realize sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But so. ultimately, a gun line is just not for me, is what, I, what I've decided. Okay. Okay. No, that totally tracks. That makes a lot of sense. So you're basically saying just the gun line concept and knowing when have, to like move I gotta, up. And knowing. I got to be in faces. Okay. Throwing punches. I just, I have to. So absolutely. Continuing with our March trend, Adepticon, all the reveals and overview. And I will mention, Chris, while we were at this point in the year, we were like between 15 and 20 episodes, just the end of March. I feel really good about this. I do remember this was a very stressful time because I traveled for LVO and then I was just working a lot on the show because we were wanting to come out of the year strong. And at one given week at the beginning of the year, I distinctly remember I'd done like eight podcasts in one week because I was on other shows. I was on other shows. You know, we have our after dark. And when I say do them, obviously all those I was part of and most of those I was producing. And I think the beginning of the year was really great for us in MCP and we hit it really hard. I know your schedule was definitely crazier the beginning of the year. And we'll, we'll probably touch on that more coming up, but it all kind of culminated here with Adepticon because we got all the reveals essentially that we've been building the last year on, right? And some we haven't even gotten yet. Some we're still anxiously awaiting. When we got our first looks at the upcoming mutant wave that has just been, you know, kind of, what is it? Ghost confirmed for March. Bishop, Professor X, Kitty, Nightcrawler, all revealed here. Mbaku, Shadow King. Shadow King, Cosmic Ghost Rider. They really put a stamp on Adepticon this year. They really declared Adepticon as kind of an AMG event. And, and, which is why we've put so much emphasis on going this year because AMG exactly. basically planted their flag last year during Adepticon and post Adepticon, basically by saying directly, this is our con every year. Obviously, Gen Con is very important for them too, but they basically were saying, from now on, we're going to put all our time, effort, money, and roadmap for the year at Adepticon. And of course, this is when Shatterpoint was fully announced and everything too. And I mean, it was announced prior, but I mean, it was actually revealed what it was. It was a huge, huge Adepticon. Yeah, I I remember just being otherworldly levels of hype during this Adepticon. Which is why we're going to go this year and hopefully they're going to deliver something similar. We can be there. It's going to be tough to eclipse the announcing uh, you know, all these Shatterpoint models that were coming and just that cavalcade of fan That's favorites. True. You know, we're not going to get that moment again. Well, because Spider-Foes of, too, announced. I, yeah, oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> we're still waiting on those guys too. And uh, Scarlet Spider, goodness gracious. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's going to be tough to beat that one. But you can easily still have, that's not a knock. That's not a negative thing. Because no, that no, was, no, no. that's a once in a game cycle Kind of event, you know that that initial release it's in, like that in first all that extravaganza. It's exactly like that. So that it's going to be tough to beat that, but that's fine. 
I'm here. I'm here for whatever they got, man. They've never let us down in that sense. And I talked about this during Adepticon last year and throughout the year where it's like, okay, I know these are bread and butter things that most people love too, but it's also, we'll see if I ever get to this point again, because it was like spider foes, webheads, and then all this new mutant wave and then Star Wars. Yeah, okay, that's, my favorite things. Okay, that was pretty much made. It was tailored towards you. Feels yeah. like so. We'll see this year, but I also think that could maybe mean that this Adepticon is a little bit more exciting. Where it's like it might go more off the beaten path, you know, some of the reveals, some of the characters coming. I think I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction right now. I think 2024. I'm probably going to be completely wrong, but I want 2024 to begin a year of weird characters. Please. Just characters from left field, characters with weird powers, characters with weird abilities or leaderships or tactics cards, whatever. Just I mean, give we've me got one. Silver Sable and Shang-Chi coming, so that's exciting. I mean, not super weird, but like definitely. They might be. Path. We'll see. They might be. Oh, playstyle. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Both facets. Yeah. We've got a I, I've given a pretty open-ended prediction here, but yeah. Uh I, I want some okay. weirdness for sure. Okay, well, getting into April of the year, we had some fun, fun episodes. Essentially, the entire month of April, we focused on S.H.I.E.L.D. We did She-Hulk, closing out our Avengers S.H.I.E.L.D.-adjacent wet blending, as Chris said. Then we did Nicholas J. Fury Jr., Nick Fury OG in the Howling Commandos, and the original Human Torch. So we kind of did all these back-to-back. Original Human Torch is the episode that stands out the most there for me because that was the most fun I had preparing for it i got to read a lot of interesting stuff that i'd kind of skimmed over or not read before kind of skipped got to revisit some of my favorite captain america stories as well so that that one really stands out absolutely also worth mentioning too since this was the year of the four threats starting off early in the year we got rhino followed by spider woman and agent venom shortly after we got beta ray bill and then our next news update was our next episode 150 they revealed immortal hulk modok scientist supreme squirrel girl gwenpool like all the cards for those and what they were gonna look like for the year so keep in mind these models haven't even been out a year yet all the ones i'm mentioning that feels wild it feels like they've been in the game for forever yeah models i've used a lot this year too i think about how much bill and rhino got used in particular think about immortal hulk how much it got used even gwenpool on these criminal lists i mean yes i still don't have immortal hulk unfortunately we need to get you a Mortal Hulk. But yeah, oh, I, I know this news update was fun because we got to basically, there's a lot of cards and we just, we did it all, you know, like we do. So it's always so fun. I love those big news updates with new stuff coming to freshen up the game, get everybody excited again. They're great. Absolutely. And continuing with the greatness, we, we were another painting gallery down um, in May, which was phenomenal. And so Dr. D comes on again. We talk about the new season. What's great about all these painting galleries, Chris, is you can always go to our, Of course, in our Discord, we have it all, you know, preserved. It's all in there. But additionally, we have a Flickr account that's run by Dr. D and Eric. And you can see every season on there of these themes for each season and the winners. Essentially, if you listen to the episode, you hear who got like first and second place, for instance. Those photos are immortalized in there and you can see their phenomenal work, right? It's also a great thing to do to go and get some inspiration for your painting. Mm, maybe well maybe maybe not necessarily a color scheme but techniques and in interesting basing ideas things like that because got some extremely clever people doing some very fun things 
That's right. We're keeping our shield theme going. We closed out shield and went blended into web warriors with Steve Rogers, Captain America and agent Benham flash Thompson, which was the end of the shield deep dive and the starting of our journey back to web warriors. Yeah. Agent Venom, Flash, and Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, both very good adjacent Web Warriors. They're under the Web Warrior umbrella while not being always tied to Peter. I guess Flash more than Jess, but... Those are my two of my favorite episodes of the year, personally. They were really fun, and those are really good models. Jessica Drew, I got a, I've used her a yeah. lot this year. Yeah, same. Yeah, she's a blast to play. I mean, she's essentially a souped-up four-threat Miles, right? Which is just great. She's really good. So we talk about the conclusion of the Secret Wars League 6, which is phenomenal. And I have Patrick back on. So that closed out that league, which was great timing because we were starting prep for Lone Star Open. Well, we'd been doing prep for Lone Star Open. And Chris and I did an episode that was a news update, but additionally was our new affiliation projects, which was really fun because I definitely talked about where I progressed since Hellfire in late March. Right. And what I'd figured out and where I was going with that and what was coming after that and how Brotherhood was treating me really well this time of year. And Chris talked about X Force and some of your future goals, I believe. I think this is when I really started Weapon X. Oh, yes. I was playing a lot of Weapon X this year. Weapon X. Yeah. So, which I should revisit Weapon X soon, I do believe. Mm hmm. Especially with the X Force buffs and like agreed, it's easy to have X Weapon X already built in your X Force and it's it's very simple. It does put a like the same models. It puts a big tax on your tactics cards, in my opinion. Though this was the ramp up to L- the LSO episode. Yes, which was, which, I had such a great time at LSO. Just thinking about it now has put a <laughs> massive smile on my face. Well, that speaking was, of LSO, we did Amazing Spider Man, which we had no idea he was going to be buffed this year. So once again, another win for us. And closing out our WebWare discussion again. And then it went right into Lone Star Open after that. And our trip to it, our battle reports of all of our games, really good stuff. I feel really good about that tournament. I did not play very well at that tournament, but goodness gracious, I had a great time. It's a very relaxed con. I like that. Like I like Most, that it's like competitive games, but it's it's just not overwhelming in the sense of a con. And nobody's Nobody's competitiveness got the better of them. You know, we were all just hanging out. They were very, very, very high level games, though. Don't don't let the lack of someone being upset make you think that the games were not incredible. Absolutely. I had some of my favorite games of the year, wins and losses at this tournament. So phenomenal stuff. A lot of fun. And then forecasting, you know, we got some hangs with Sooner and come back to Sooner later in the year, of course. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. But then. The big bombshell happened. Gen Con's announcement. The beginning of the craziness for the year. (laughs) And I already thought we were in craziness on the front half. But yeah, the Earth's Mightiest Corset announcement. We had no idea this was coming. This was totally bombshell, like craziness. What a year. Yeah. We're still in this. Like we're still figuring out this corset. We have, you know, because it's still new. This was the announcement of it. It didn't come out till later in the year. Absolutely. We've still got a lot to figure out with this corset. I was talking with a buddy just just last night about his run-in with Corbox 2 Red Skull mm. and just a, an absolute crazy game he had against that affiliation. So Love that. We're still getting through it, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. 
more corset, of course, in the rest of the year, but we finished another painting gallery, which is amazing. And then once again, it's completely immortalized in our Flickr gallery. You can check it out. And that was the end of the summer season, the beginning of the fall season. And Chris, we went right into an episode on Malekith. It was good timing too, because it had been right at a year since Malekith had come out, roughly. And we were excited to talk about him. We think it's really important to talk about him, especially with how much he was in the game. And War of the Realms. Thank you for saying it. Just go read it. Thank you. Just go read it. (laughs) Bog Tiger. Now, the hits keep coming. In September, Mini Stravaganza 2023 came out. We got all the reveals. Essentially, most of the cards and actual pictures of painted sculpts from the stuff that was announced at Adepticon, right? Adepticon was a lot of like conceptual stuff, renders, right? And this was like, oh, this is like what Nightcrawler is going to look like. This is his card, right? Etc. And that was great because I mean, it seems like now I wonder if this is AMG's formula because this this was a new way for them to do it. Is Adepticon and Gen Con their flagship announcement things, and is Mini Stravaganza the bow they tie on the end of the year for those reveals from earlier in the year? That's the cadence they set up last year. We will see how it all shakes out this year. I have a feeling it's probably a little fluid depending on what they've got coming up, but I did not mind this way of doing things. I kept the anticipation building for each event. You knew you were going to, you knew kind of what you were going to get and Mm. you got to look forward to that instead of just hoping that something would materialize and not really knowing. So it was fun. It was good stuff. I, lots of, lots of things happened in MCP in this part of the year. Yeah. It also makes mini extravaganza, like the players con, like not to knock Adepticon or Gen Con at all. In fact, give them more credit because that's where the marketing is like biggest. If you look at Adepticon last year, some of the articles online, Chris, people that didn't even know AMG were like, well, AMG won Adepticon this year, right? And we need to keep an eye on this company, right? Mini Stravaganza has always been the digital con for us, the players that follow these games that they make and love so much. So it seems like a perfect time to focus on card reveals, rules, painting streams, right? And that's what they do every year. So I, I love that it's every year, this time of year and, and the September. We're, con- we're going to continue to cover it, but it was no different this year. Um, keeping that going, Chris, really fun episode of the year. Obviously a little bit more off our beaten path, but we did our third party products for Marvel Christ Protocol. This is an episode that I literally had been working on for years because it was one of those things where I talk with creators in the community. They give us demo stuff to try, you know what I mean, to work on like the trays from Mr. Laser, right? For instance, uh, is our absolute favorite product. But then we've got all these other things and and the mats from iWarGame. But then we additionally talked about other third-party products that we tried over the years, some of which were sent to us, some of which we'd purchased that expanded our Marvel Christ Protocol gaming experience. And we think it's an evergreen resource because you can check out that episode and hear about these products and see if they might work for you, right? And you could check them to elevate your games. Yeah, and I think we were pretty, I mean, we were very, very honest about how we feel about these products. We're very lucky that we have a lot of good creators that listen to feedback and really think through their products before they get them out there. Uh, so we got really lucky that they're all good. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we'll continue. Maybe it's something we'll pick up in the future, especially if some of these creators add on more products, right? And we can oh, look yeah. at it in the future. But it was just a fun little side episode to do. And 
means a lot to us because I think the people that create these products, there's a lot in there on what they did, right? And we're kind of just examining their awesome work. But keeping that theme going, every year on Halloween, or at least closest to Halloween we can get, we drop a Halloween special to get you ready for spooky season to slash enjoy the day, have a fun Marvel adjacent Halloween discussion. And this year was no different with the Red Goblin. Man, that guy is scary. That guy is scary. It's fun every year where we just jump around. This is, you know, our most niche episode of the year, but arguably my favorite of the year. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's fun. I'm already rolling around some ideas for this year, but we got to see. We got to see what MCP brings us, what the MCU brings us. You know, it's never too early to think about, but it's too early to decide. Absolutely true. Well, continuing the end of the year, MCP cooled in the way of releases and announcements. But not slow down for me as I traveled across the world to Copenhagen, Denmark to compete in the World Team Championship for the American Freedom Force team under the incredible leadership of Sooner, our captain, and had a blast. And we ended up placing in the top 10 of the tournament, which was great. We went positive at the event, which was also great. Yeah, I mean, incredible you know, it's the first time in the game's life that we had a truly international event to see kind of how these different metas have play against each other on the board because TTS is a fantastic resource and we we laud it all the time. But there yep. is something different about playing physically in the flesh, actually pushing your models around. Yep. It, 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 there's something different about it. And it's honestly, I think it's a little bit harder. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, it's why we love this hobby. It's tabletop, right? Exactly. Face to face tactile interactions. No knock to anything digital because no. we have we of course are purveyors of video games and digital content as well. But you know, you can't beat the table talk experience. It's the best. And being able to get all of these different, you know, international metas and players together was a really, really cool thing for the game. And I'm very excited to see how it goes this year. Hopefully it's even bigger and better. Absolutely. And what's cool about this episode is if you're interested in the World Team Championship, I try my very best to not only recount my personal experiences at it, but also kind of give an overview of how it works, how to get there, how to pay for it, um, how to plan for it, how to set up a team. I've been told this year, the coming year, they're going to have even more space for more teams. So each country will, in theory, get more teams, right? Because there's only a certain amount of teams each country can have. And maybe extending it to other games too, right? Like in the future, right? So it's one of those things that I think this event's going to grow every year and I'm very happy I got to be at it the first year of its inception. Absolutely. Because my thinking was, I'm not sure how likely it is I go every year. I'm going to do my very best to do it. But the most important year to go would be this year. I would agree. Yeah. Ground floor. And I'm really happy I got to participate in that. And the caliber of players was unreal. The draft format of that team format is also unreal you're adding another element of the game could really help or hurt you. <laughs> and, you know, some people have to jump on the grenade, take the 50, 50 coin toss game. Some people have to jump on the grenade and take the hard bosses, you know, where it's like an objective team against cosmic ghost rider guardians, right? That's a very hard matchup, not unwinnable, but very unlikely. And it's, so there's layers and layers to it. And we talk about that in this episode. And additionally, Shout out to the Danger Room because we did a full team round robin discussion about the World Team Championship on their feed as well. And yeah, it was just a good recap of all this, Chris. And, you know, 
no surprise, it was one of our most listened to episodes of the year. Rightfully so. The next episode is another painting. I think the last painting gallery for the year, which was maybe one of the best ones we've had so far. Very creative. The dual we concept had, was different, you know. And we had some just in some of the submissions were just above and beyond on this one. Not that, not that the other painting galleries don't, but good. Everyone gracious. is like this. Yeah, yeah. It's oh just up and up and up. And it could, it could just be that this was the most recent, so it's the most in my head. Maybe that's why. I'm, that's fair. Um, closing out the year, the rest of November and December, we've been on Asgard. We've done Scourge, Heimdall, Beta Ray Bill in particular. All really important episodes to us because we love Asgard. And I think, too, we did really good discussion on their strategy because I think these are models that in this coming year in particular, if that Asgard wave comes out, we're going to see a lot of them. I'd like to see more Scourge on the battlefield as it is already. Just play him. He's he's, he's great. good. He, he's aggressive Luke Cage. Yeah. It's and Luke not- Cage is everywhere. So it's odd that we don't have his, his parallel right in the game as much. So hopefully with a little bit of time. Absolutely. Now, closing out the year, we, of course, did our road to 2024, which was a very exciting episode to do and kind of what we're going to do right now too on our show, which is talk about some of the things like that we're looking forward to the year. We did talk about in this episode, Chris, but I mean, it's one of those things. What are you thinking about for this year in particular for MCP and, and the show? Like what's really standing out to you other than us trying to make it to these major events and cover those? That's like the absolute minimum, right? Yeah. The big focus is definitely making it to events. That's always been a challenge for me, but hopefully I've got things set up properly for a very good year. We will see. I'd love to hang out with a lot of you guys. Yeah. And then just planning my paint journey. I think setting your hobby goals is really smart. I think it actually helps you get more out of your painting it it reduces the mental load as well when rather than being like what am i doing you just know i'm finishing asgard when asgard's finishing i'm doing this or whatever and you can kind of build on that and, and you can also like paint in similar palettes there's a lot of things you can do you can build terrain along the way that might go with said palettes or things you're doing or set event you're planning for right if maybe you're running a local event in april this year and you've got to have X amount of terrain painted and your list painted. I mean, it makes your goals very concise. Yeah. Right. It is a lot of work, but you know what you're doing and you can kind of like focus on that prize and um, focus on that goal. For me, it's obviously Adepticon's a fully painted event. So Chris and I are working on that between now and March for MCP and Shatterpoint both. But after that, I think our next major event is going to be Lone Star Open again. Right. So more than likely. Yeah. And I guess with that said, looking back at 2023, I only went to four events of the year, but three were major events. I went to LVO at the beginning of the year. I went to Lone Star Open in the summer. I went to WTC in the fall. And then I went to the the final Dallas qualifier in December, which I talked about in the after dark. And I'm very happy with that. Like Chris, like four events is I'd like to do more, but it's not really necessarily possible with my life, but I'm, the fact that I got to go to LVO and WTC, I'm not sure I'll have a year that explosive again. So the fact that I got to go to the most premier, intense, competitive North American tournament and then the world tournament in the same year. I mean, this was obviously my biggest year as a competitive player, like 
pretty giant down. pretty giant year i had a great time i feel really good about my play for the year and i'm excited to try new stuff every event i played at this year i went positive so i think that's always a goal for me is going positive in an event and what i'm going to try to do this year is if it's going to be less events and it's going to be more content creation what am i doing at the events if there are less of them right and what's that going to look like and we've talked about our hobby goals we talked about our affiliation goals in that episode. And I think that's going to frame a lot, right? On top of us prepping for the year, which is little teaser for you guys and to get us excited, but also get you excited. We will be doing our Mortal Hulk and Cosmic Ghost Rider this year. That's no question at all. We're going to return to A-Force a little bit. We're going to dive deep into the Weapon X Weapon Plus program this year. <laughs> We're going to return to mutants because there are so many mutants since our massive run of mutants for months and months early on in the game, we've been letting it build up intentionally to have a mutant-centric season of the show, right? Like a mutants, like there's so many mutants, Chris, not only coming out this year, but there's even some left that we haven't done in the past that were which is hard to believe, but yeah. Yeah, that we're pairing with these things, right? And then there's a lot of bad guy content if we can get to in the year, we will, that we haven't got to over the years that we'd like to, things like Hydra the vestiges of black order right yep and of course the winter guard right a lot of villain stuff too so that's just a tease or anything i'm probably from a lore standpoint most excited about this year because some of this we've been building up and to intentionally clump it together the weapon plus program and the mutants in particular come to mind because there's so many models that we've been waiting to do to pair right Deadpool's is a good example. Like he needed to be paired with his weapon plus program buddies. And now we have more of those in the game. We absolutely do, but we need more. Give me Maverick. There you go. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> no, it's going to be Bacon. super fun. I'm super excited. Oh yeah. We can get a full Wolverine affiliation Family. at some point. <laughs> which, <laughs> the I, Wolverines. I mean, well, it's like web warriors. It'd be the Wolverine warriors. It's fine. Not a problem. Not a problem. But yeah, I, I I'd it. love to see I'd love to see Dakin in the game. Mostly I just I want for some reason I'm hung up on this needing Maverick in his snorkel just in MCP. We gotta have it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'd but like you know, to see these... I if we're doing wish lists, Jesse. Sure. I want to see Alpha Flight. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's coming, right? Surely at some Maybe. point. But what's yeah, fun I'm, about this is like these are our goals, Chris, and we always have our our plan, but then there's always news, events we go to, and announcements that change. Obviously, the plan. push things out because we can only do so many episodes a year. <laughs> the plan gets changed sometimes, and that is okay. Like I said earlier, it's never too early to think about things, but probably usually too early to decide. So we've always got a, a really good roadmap, but sometimes we'll find that we need to take an exit or take a detour, and that's okay. We we like to be tactically adaptable on this show absolutely yeah and we like to wet blend too as chris said earlier as best we can between episodes and affiliations it's, it's it makes fun. sense for you it's fun to keep all of the lore packages kind of together yeah because they, even the they bleed mechanics. into each other yeah they bleed into each other so well and atomic mass does such a good job of keeping the mechanics similar for similar power setted individuals so it's pretty it, it's cool i like yeah we both enjoy grouping and trying to tell a story through yes. through multiple episodes of lore so it's it's pretty fun yeah i think 
case of point of that this past year is like Agent Venom and and Spider Woman, where it's like we're talking about them as Shield first, but then we're switching into Web Warriors and we're talking about them through the Web Warrior lens because we are now starting a mini Web Warrior segment for the year, finishing out Amazing Peter and, and things like that. So. Yeah, I'm really excited about for what we got planned for this year. It's probably our coolest roadmap yet from the primary episode format. I but think time so. To, time to see what AMG is going to give us, though, you know, <laughs> and what we were going to build around that, obviously. And it always changes, too, because if they give us a new thing and said affiliation or said discussion, we like to clump it, you know, with Absolutely. That. Yeah. So if we get something, it might push back a certain series. It might push up a certain series. So we'll just have to see. 100%. I'm really looking forward to a lot of this mutant content. I'm looking really forward. Of course. Shadow Bishop. King in particular. Bishop and Shadow King for sure. Yeah. Where it's well, like and Kitty. Oh, and Kitty. Yeah. Come on. And Nightcrawler. And Come on. Yeah. when we get to Professor X, I get to make my case as to why he's the bad guy. You do get to make your case on that episode. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to be very exciting as well. Because Professor X is the big bad of the X-Men. It always has been. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So hold your thoughts, but dear listener, stay in suspense. But additionally, I'm excited, Chris, this year to do more of these discussions after we've been to events too. Now that your schedule is kind of evened out more. And if the Patreon picks up this year, we can go to more events. Some of them might, we might even try to record while we're at the event, right? And some of them definitely in post. That was my secret hope that I wasn't going to say, but since you did. Yeah, I want to do some live pods at some of these events, roundtable discussions with folks in in a room face-to-face. It will either be an editing nightmare or a a less tightly edited show, but I think it could be very cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and we've had a couple things like that in the past, and people seem to enjoy it, but obviously there's nothing that beats being there or end-of-day discussions like in the hotel room, right? Exactly. Like a recap type of thing especially on the After Dark feed. We've got stuff like that planned. So yeah, it's been a really fun year with you guys. Once again, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us another year, listening to the show. We are four years in the pipeline now. That's pretty awesome. Same life as the game. Pretty awesome. We got a lot to say in this year and we got a lot planned way out. And I'm really forward to seeing what AMG gives us this year, Chris. But even if they didn't give us much this year, which I highly doubt, the plan uh, yeah. we have for this year is massive for the show. So. I hope they give us something big so that our plans can come to fruition. Perfect. Yep. Time will tell. And if I hopes, and we hope you guys will join us on this journey throughout the year, because please, it's always fun just to follow our journey throughout the year too. Right. I mean, obviously a lot of this is content. It's episodes is planned, but you get our life in here too, you know, and it's one of my joys as a content creator that you guys get to like, hang out with us really throughout the year and listen to us on your commutes or whatever it is. And, means a lot. So we're going to continue to do the best we can and have a great year in Marvel Christ Protocol with you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for the year. And as Adepticon gets closer, I'm going to become increasingly, increasingly more excited. I, I can't wait to go and hang out, meet folks. It's going to be so fun. Very well said, Chris. Furious Finest supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. Of course, when you become a patron, based on your tier, you get instant access to the Discord, the bonus episodes of the podcast, Painting Guy with No Name, and much more. Find us everywhere online. Instagram, Facebook, Twitch at Furious Finest, X at Furious Finest Cast, and you can always email us at FuriousFinest at gmail.com and leave us five-star reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really means a lot. 
It takes a couple seconds, especially if you're listening right now and say like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just thumb over and give us five stars. It would mean a lot. If you can write a review, even better, because we take your words to heart and we work on stuff. That's true. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And like Jesse said, help spread the word about the show, help grow the game, do them hand in hand, use them together, do it all. Of course, you can find me and Chris several places online. You can find me, Jesse, everywhere. Twitter, Longshanks, Discord, at Jesse Aiken, J-E-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. And check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint show, Hello There, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast, and at Hello There cast everywhere online. A lot of content for Shatterpoint this year as well, because this will be the first official full year of Shatterpoint, right? We had a half year of Shatterpoint last year. Additionally, with AMG's time off the back half of the year. So in a way, it was like a third of a year of Shatterpoint. And then this year will be the first full year of Shatterpoint and the first year of Shatterpoint major events. So I'm really looking forward to that. So Chris, we're going to find you. You can find me on the Discord. I'm Strong Style on the Discord. I am Chris Finest in MCP-related Discord channels. You can listen to me blather on about the NBA on Orange Futures, an NBA podcast. Please go listen and give me five stars, even if you only listen to the one episode to do it. Really would be appreciated. Absolutely. But also, it's it's funny. You might like it. Who knows? So funny. So funny. Like you said last so, episode. It's so funny, man. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys, and we're really looking forward to this year with you. We hope you'll join us along the way. Until next time, thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Tin Buck says you're wrong. 